This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, and we're coming in a little bit late for episode number 27. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. The tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. I want to start with an apology because I know that this podcast is a few days late. That's because the hard drive in my computer failed, and of course things always get mucky when that happens. So I'm actually bringing this podcast to you from kind of a temporary setup. I'm recording this intro on my husband's computer instead of mine because I'm waiting for my hard drive to slowly wind its way across the United States to me. And I'm instead of recording the actual podcast episode, I'm going to let you listen to this week's class from My Mama Baby Birthing live Q&A. And on this class, I covered a topic just staying sane during the holidays that I think you'll really like. Since I did this class live over the phone with my students, the audio quality isn't going to be quite as good as you're used to over the mic, but I think that you'll still enjoy it. And thanks for bearing with me while I get everything back together the way it's supposed to be. Hi, this is Kristen Burgess here from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I'm here with this week's Mama Baby Birthing Call. I had intended to talk a little bit about Pitocin and uh, and postpartum hemorrhage issues and things like that, but I just actually finished up my own assignment on all of that stuff, and I decided that I really, I need another week to kind of distill down everything from getting that assignment, which ended up being like a massive 69-page assignment. I need to kind of let all of that filter in and, and step away from it for a minute before I teach on it because I do feel like it's an important topic and I want to teach on it for you ladies. But this week I thought that I would do something a little bit lighter and something that might help me as well as help you. And this is taking actually some inspiration from uh, an article that I wrote for Modern Alternative Mama just recently. What I wrote was an article on how to survive the holidays when you're pregnant. And I thought that's kind of lighthearted and fun for the beginning of the holiday season where we're at here on the 4th of December. And actually, it's exciting because tomorrow, the 5th of December, is my Cassidy's birthday. She's my eldest, and she will be 12. I can hardly believe that. But I thought that this uh, th- this would be a good way to kick off the holiday season, and it would be a good class to cover for all of you ladies in my class who are pregnant. And I'll also give a couple of tips on with a new baby for those of you who have your baby set to arrive any day now. The holidays, they're a really joyful time to be pregnant, but they can be pretty overwhelming. Food, family, and fun all bring joy and happiness, but they also bring a lot of fatigue, and it can bring a whole lot of stress. So I wanted to give some tips that can help you feel festive, healthy, calm, and rested. And these things go for you when you're pregnant or when you're not pregnant. They're all very important to your health and your sense of well-being. The biggest thing and the first thing that came to me 
is to stay hydrated. We talked about this a little bit on last week's call when we were talking about what could possibly be causing a lot of contractions. And for sure, if you are getting dehydrated, you'll probably notice a lot more Braxton Hicks contractions. And if you've already had your baby, you may notice that your milk supply drops when you become dehydrated. So it's absolutely vital that you are getting plenty to drink. When you're in the midst of the holiday busyness and you're running from place to place and from event to event, and especially if you're going to lots of holiday parties and gatherings, it's surprising, but those are times when it's really easy to get dehydrated because you're not thinking about drinking. Or maybe when you're at home and you're relaxing and you're taking it easy, you have a bottle of water with you all the time or a glass of water beside you and you're taking frequent sips. When you're nursing your baby, you're sitting down and sipping water frequently. But when you're on the go, when you're trying to meet holiday deadlines, when you're going around to parties and things, you may forget. So I would recommend that you always keep a water bottle with you. And this is true for the duration of the time that you're pregnant and you're nursing, but especially during the holiday hustle and bustle. Make sure that you've got a water bottle. <laughs> if you're going to go shopping, and we're going to talk about that more in a few minutes, but if you're going to go out and brave the shopping malls during this season of ultimate consumerism, please at least tote a water bottle along with you. So remember, dehydration can increase feelings of stress and fatigue, and perhaps uh, most importantly, dehydration can lead to preterm labor, which is something you definitely don't want to deal with. So stay hydrated. Make sure that you take time to put your feet up. You're probably going to have parties and events that span the entire holiday season from now until New Year. And there will be shopping to do, presents to wrap, loved ones to visit. And that can, it can be tiring for anybody. But it's downright exhausting when you're pregnant or when you have a new baby or when, when you have a baby and kids that you're trying to keep track of. So you need to make sure that you're getting the rest that your body really requires. If you're going to a big party, sneak in a nap. If you know that you're going to be doing a lot of traveling, take advantage as much as possible, if you can, of the travel. Especially if you're traveling by car or rail, then it's often easier to sleep. And some people can sleep very well on airplanes. I know that if you have other little children, you may feel like you need to entertain them. So if they're in a car and strapped in a car seat, take advantage of that and nap while you can. If you're the one doing the driving, then you can't nap. But you can just try and relax and enjoy the drive and be sure that whenever you arrive at your destination that you that you take the rest that you need. Just make your apologies to your host or hostess. Tell them after you visited for a little while that you really need a rest. And just lie down for a few minutes, even 15 to 20 minutes, is going to really recharge you and really help. Another thing about the travel is it's really easy to get dehydrated while you're traveling. So if you're going to be doing any traveling, it doesn't matter by car, by rail, by plane, you need to make sure that you're drinking a lot. So really, to sum this section up, put up your feet, sneak in a nap when you need to, and make sure that you're getting rest. Related to that is skip late nights. Christmas parties, family reunions, those sorts of things can go really late at night. And 
It could be fun to stay up all night to ring in the new year, but otherwise go ahead and excuse yourself well before midnight. The reason that this is important is because you get the best rest, and this is scientifically proven, you get the best rest you possibly can before midnight. So for every hour that you sleep before midnight, you're getting better quality rest than the hours after midnight. Uh, I know it was Benjamin Franklin who said, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And obviously, ladies, we're not men, but he was saying that a man who goes to bed early and gets up earlier is more efficient, more productive, wealthier, just all around in better health. And uh, and he also noted that he he had never been really particularly healthy, wealthy, or wise because he hadn't listened to his own advice. But um, but even then, and I'm sure even before the time of Benjamin Franklin, there was this realization that going to bed early led to a more productive day and led to more success in the day. And that's true even now. We have electric lights and hectic schedules and Facebook that's always there at 3 o'clock in the morning, which can sometimes be a lifeline when you're up with a sleepless baby in the middle of the night and you just need to you just need to give a shout out. But really, our best sleep comes before midnight and you are building another human being or if you're nursing a baby, then chances are you're going to be up and you should probably go to sleep when your baby goes to sleep at night, eight or nine. I, When I look back at how late I stayed up in college as compared to when I go to sleep now, it's just amazing to me the difference. But really, really, go ahead and go to sleep early. Skip out on the late night parties. Or if you're going to have a late party, you know you're going to have a party once a week or every couple of weeks during this holiday season that's going to go later. Make sure you're getting to bed early on the other nights. Just go ahead and change your habits as much as possible. Go to bed earlier, and then you can get up earlier so that you still have the same hours in the day. But sleep earlier. During the holiday season, let somebody else do the entertaining. Planning holiday get-togethers can be really rewarding, but it's also really stressful. So I recommend that you gracefully let somebody else be the hostess this year. Now, you can offer to help with cleanup, but go ahead and skip the stress of putting on the events, if at all possible. Let somebody else handle all the planning that goes into putting together a meal, putting together a party, arranging guests around the table, picking the linens, uh, picking the table service, even preparing for overnight guests. Now, I know sometimes this can't really be helped, and sometimes it's preferable, especially if you've got older children, to have, say, the grandparents come to you rather than to try and pack everybody else up and go to them. But try and make it clear that this year, while you've got a new baby or while you're pregnant, you really make it clear that it's going to be a low-key kind of thing. You know, you're going to have the clean linens and the clean towels and the bathroom's going to be clean. But otherwise, it's a low-key thing. You're not on call if you have to be hostess. And if at all possible, let somebody else play hostess this year, especially for parties especially for a party, because it's just stressful. And when you're pregnant, you don't need stress. You need to just lay, lay back and be pampered as much as possible. 
encourage everybody to keep hands off the bump. Everybody's hands want to go towards a baby bump, especially at a party where you're looking great in that maternity dress and that bump is just so cute and you've got that pregnancy glow and everybody wants to put their hands on the baby or the baby bump. And but that can it can really get overwhelming really quickly and sometimes it's even downright rude when everybody is swarming around at a party or an event. Just have a no hands policy to help keep things calmer. You can just smile, turn aside or take a step away if somebody swoops in and just comment something something simple like, Oh, belly's really tender from all those baby kicks. And say it with a smile, and it really just helps divert the problem without you seeming rude. I know that's important. Without you seeming rude, but also communicating clearly, no way, hands off. You can admire the pregnant goddess from a distance, but <laughs> no touching. Next, I recommend that you nod and smile. Pregnancy and when you have a new baby, are times for major unsolicited advice. In fact, it continues going. One of the reasons why I avoid saying anything on Facebook along the lines of, my baby doesn't sleep, though I did post something on Facebook about my baby not sleeping this week. But uh, one of the reasons I don't post things like that is because everybody wants to give you advice. Advice about, oh, well, if you do this, then your child will sleep, or if you do that, then your child will eat, or if you do that, then your child will wean, or you better do this, or you better do that, or your baby is going to turn out horribly. I mean, all kinds of advice, and then pregnancy is even worse. You'll get comments like, haven't you had that baby yet? And all those kind of comments. So you post a picture, and wow, you look huge. And people, of course, say all these things in real life, too. It's just it's incredible. So it, it, when you add in the hustle and bustle of holidays to all of this, you're in for more than a few bits of unwanted wisdom. So the best thing to do is just nod and smile. Thank the person for their advice, or if it's on Facebook or something, just ignore them. But if it's at a party or a social gathering, just nod and smile. Say thanks for the advice. We'll consider that. I would say that birth stories are an exception to this rule. This is because, as you know from all of your mama baby birthing lessons, what you hear and what you think about really is setting a stage or kind of setting up a practice session for birth. And a lot of people like to share birth stories and unfortunately, their birth stories are usually kind of these trauma-filled events that, I mean, it's it's valid for them to share their story, but it's almost like most people glory in the fact that birth might be hard or that their birth was horrible, and sometimes you get into this, this even one-upping kind of a situation where one mom is trying to one-up the other mom in well, my birth was worse than yours, or I came closer to dying than you did. I mean, that kind of, and I'll just say it plainly, ladies, that kind of nonsense is not something that should be part of our culture to begin with. But it's certainly not something that you want to have when you're preparing to give birth to your baby. 
So if somebody starts launching into a birth story that you can see is going to be negative, then just politely interrupt and ask them to share after the baby's born. You can even blame me. You can say, my childbirth educator said that I shouldn't listen to any birth stories that have a lot of interventions or any traumatic births or any birth stories where something went wrong with the baby. I know that there's really not a terribly polite way for you to interrupt somebody and say, look, I don't want to listen to your horrible birth story. But for your own peace of mind, it's better for you to be rude about this than to fill your mind with the stories that can just start coming one after the other at this point when you are so sensitive and when your baby, you know, when you need to be thinking about a good birth for you and your baby. So just skip the traumatic birth stories. And if you've already had your baby and birth stories start going around, well, feel free to share with them your wonderful natural birth story and provide a nice counterpoint to the conversation. Moving on, I recommend that you eat before the festivities. And I am I am totally going to be hypocritical here because my husband and I have a Christmas party this weekend that I'm really hoping that my back feels better for. But um but we have a Christmas party and I'm not planning to eat eat before it, but it's a party that's going to be catered and has some relatively good choices. However, especially, especially if you are going to Christmas gatherings at people's homes, traditional holiday menus for those kind of gatherings tend to be anything but natural foods, especially in the United States. I'm not sure if this is true for you ladies who are in Europe or Australia. I know I've got some of you in South Africa and in Canada. Maybe you ladies are lucky and things aren't as true for you, but condensed soups, white flour, and, and tons and tons of additives are used for appetizers and holiday favorites alike, especially when one of my childhood favorites was green bean casserole. And when I look at everything that's in green bean casserole today, I shudder because, man, it tastes so good and it's a comfort food right out of my childhood, but, oh, boy, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. So a lot of traditional holiday foods tend to be like that. Um, so make a point be to eat before you go out to a holiday get-together. And then you can enjoy just a small plate of food or munch on a treat or two. That's okay. Munch on a treat or two knowing that you and your baby ate plenty of healthy food that can carry you through the fun. If you're going to your event that's catered where you know there's going to be things like roast meats and salads, or a seafood bar or that kind of thing, you can probably get away with not having to eat before and know that you'll be able to eat just the cold cuts or the veggie salads or the cooked vegetables and get away with it. But I would definitely err on the side of caution of at least eating a larger lunch or eating a larger snack before your holiday event so that you know that you and your baby have gotten good quality food before the meal. You definitely want to forget shopping till you drop. When you're pregnant, when you've got a baby, this is just, it's, it's not a good situation. And it's craziness. It's madness. Of course, here in the United States, we're done with the big maddening holiday shopping of Black Friday. 
but there's still a lot of crazy holiday sales and specials going on and people just behaving in crazy manners and you can really just get yourself worn out and exhausted. You don't want all that all day shopping on your feet. That menace is just it's not good for you or your baby. And fellow shoppers tend to be pretty hostile this time of year and their hostility and tension levels and stress levels are exactly the opposite of what you want yourself and your baby exposed to. And this is especially true if you've got a newborn because not only is it that a, a problem but you're exposing your newborn to a lot of germs too. And you just you don't want a baby in utero or a newborn or a young baby. You don't want them exposed to all of that hostility. Thankfully, things are a lot easier for you today. You can just sit down and let your mouse do the walking. You can get a lot of great deals online, even though Black Friday and Cyber Monday are over now. I, every website that I go to that is retail in nature is still blasting out tons of holiday sales and specials because they all want your business. My husband the other day, what? how did he say it? I was pouting because I wanted a new computer and I can't get one right now. And he said something. I think he said they're always hungry. And he, that, he was saying, you know, when you want a computer, they're going to have some sort of special for you. Or when you can get a computer, they're going to have some sort of special for you, Kristen. And, and that's true of all retailers. They're always hungry. They always want to make a sale. So there's always going to be a good deal to be had. And usually you can find that online. So sit out the holiday madness and go ahead and, and do some cyber shopping. This is related to the food. Again, you want to treat your holiday treats right. Holiday events are full of pastries, cakes, candies, tons of sugar-laden goodies. As I said before, indulging in a treat once in a while is really just fine. But your baby needs you to fill up on nutrient-dense foods. So enjoy a sugary holiday treat here and there, but don't go overboard on the sugar rush. Use the suggestions that I made a few minutes ago and eat a nutrient-dense meal before you head out, especially if you know that the event that you're going to is going to be mostly finger foods and mostly sweet treats, desserts, and that sort of thing. Make sure that you are eating plenty of nourishing foods, and then you can indulge in a little bit of a pastry or a little bit of a cake or a cookie and feel good about it. Most of all, you want to enjoy the season. So take everything that I've said thus far, throw in a good dose of relaxation and a good dose of meaning to your holidays, and really enjoy the season. Use your common sense. Use these tips. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. If you keep your eye on the real reason for the holiday season, you and your baby are both going to get a huge boost of oxytocin. And we've talked about oxytocin quite a few times in the class lately. Remember, that's the love hormone. And when you're enjoying your friends, your family, and that fellowship, you get that huge boost. And that oxytocin has benefits from now until your baby's birth. Oxytocin has benefits for nursing moms. It has, it's, the reason it's called the love hormone uh, is because it's potent throughout 
life and when you're with loved ones, when you're sharing a meal, when you're sitting around the fire laughing and enjoying, when you're sitting in the room with your family, with friends, with people that you love, that hormone is flowing in a in a way that's palpable throughout the room. It affects everybody. And it's especially important to pregnant moms. The more oxytocin that you have flowing through your body right now during pregnancy, the more oxytocin receptors there are on your uterus that are there to pick up the oxytocin, the increased level of oxytocin that your body produces during birth, which makes your birth smoother. It makes your birth safer. It helps you with bonding with your baby after birth. It helps with breastfeeding. It's just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And I could wax poetic on it for hours, so I'll stop myself. But when you enjoy the reason for the season, you're going to get that natural boost of oxytocin. You're going to get that natural boost of what your body is supposed to have and what you're supposed to be experiencing right now. And there are other things that come in, other hormones, of course, that come into play. And But uh, oxytocin is just kind of the poster child, so that's why I'm mentioning that. So take the time, enjoy the holiday season, remember the reason for the season, maybe think about some meaningful traditions. This year I'm trying to be really meaningful and intentional with what we do for the holidays because we've had some rough holiday seasons the past several years and I really want something different for my family. And I would encourage you too to think with intention, not because you need to do things like I do, I'm not even going to share what we're doing, but so that you can make sure that you are approaching this holiday season with love, with the intention to make it a good experience for yourself, for your unborn baby, for your older children, for your new baby, for your husband, for your family. You just want to make this something that has meaning. And that doesn't mean that it has to be complex. It just means that it has to be intentional. We talk a lot about intention in the class, being conscious, being aware in your birthing. And that doesn't have to be getting complex. It does require some thought. It does require a decision to take that responsibility into your hands, the responsibility for birth preparation and also the responsibility for making the holiday season what you want it to be. So take some time. Think about what you want from the holidays. Be be it that you want to sit around and relax and just enjoy the holidays with your significant other or be that you want to go to family reunions or you want to attend some parties with friends. But decide what you want it to be from simple to elaborate, but make sure you don't get tired if it's elaborate. And really just enjoy that time intentionally with your family. And that will create a good holiday experience for you. I hope that you enjoyed listening to those tips about having a great holiday season, even when you're pregnant or have a young baby. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. I always appreciate hearing your feedback. You can send it to me via the contact form on naturalbirthandbabycare.com, or you can just leave me a rating in iTunes or Stitcher. Let me know what you think. It really makes me smile to see those. But even if you think there are ways that I can improve, I like hearing that too. Thank you so much for being a listener, and remember, if you'd like to sign up for our free natural childbirth courses, you can do so by going to TrustBirth101, that's TrustBirth101.com, and you'll get our free childbirth class series and a whole bunch of other goodies that I've been 
enjoying putting together for you over the last few weeks. Thanks, and I will talk to you again in the next couple of weeks, hopefully with a functional hard drive this time. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.